This is Pastor Ryan Clark from St. John's Lutheran Church in Buffalo, Minnesota. You are listening to the audio of the current sermon series, Thy Kingdom Come. Thanks for joining us. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. A little boy got in real big trouble one day at school and had to be sent to the principal's office. This is his story in his own words. Our teacher asked us what our favorite animal was, and I said, fried chicken. She said I wasn't funny, but she couldn't have been right because everyone in the class laughed. My daddy and mommy told me to always be truthful and honest, and I am. Fried chicken is my favorite animal. I told my dad what had happened, and he said that my teacher was probably a member of one of those animal groups that loves animals very much. I do too, especially chicken, pork, and beef. Anyway, my teacher sent me to the principal's office. I told him what happened, and the principal laughed. Then he told me, don't ever do that again. The next day in class, my teacher asked me what my favorite live animal was. I told her it was chicken. She asked me why, just like she had asked all the other children. So I told her it was because you could make them into fried chicken. She sent me back to the principal's office. He laughed again and told me, don't ever do that again. I don't understand. My daddy and mommy taught me to be honest, but my teacher doesn't like it when I am. Today, my teacher asked us to tell her what famous person we admire most. I told her, Colonel Sanders. Guess where I am now? <laughs> Gotta love little children, right? They're just so honest, and children are so special in so many ways. You know who really loves kids? Jesus. Jesus really loves children. In fact, as Kelly was saying, and as we read through the book of Matthew, we find in all of these different places where Jesus is pointing to his great love of children. And as we continue our sermon series here today, Thy Kingdom Come, learning to live under Christ our King. We're moving through the book of Matthew, and we're in one of those spots where Jesus is talking about little children and the specific things that he loves about little kids. We pick it up in the first verse of chapter 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So as we've been going through this, this uh, sermon series, we've been looking at all of those passages that talk about the kingdom of heaven. And so it was kind of inevitable, the way I look at it, that eventually the disciples would start saying, which one of us are going to be the best, the greatest, are going to have the highest honor in your kingdom, Lord? The answer that Jesus gave probably caught all of them a little off guard. He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So they're saying, Lord, which one of us are going to be the best? 
in the kingdom of heaven. And he says, unless you become like this little child, you can't even get in to the kingdom of heaven, let alone being the greatest. What does this mean? That Jesus said, we have to become as little children. Well, that's what we're going to be looking at here today. We're going to be looking at four ways that we can become more like little children, that we might enter into the kingdom of heaven. Number one, little children are honest. We just saw that with the fried chicken kid, right? Little Johnny and his family were having Sunday dinner at his grandmother's house. Everyone was seated around the table and food was being served. When little Johnny received his food, he immediately started eating it. Johnny, please wait until we say our prayers, said his mother. Well, I don't need to, said the boy. Of course you do, the mother said. We always say a prayer before eating at our house. Well, that's at our house, Johnny exclaimed. But this is grandma's house and she knows how to cook. That's honest, right? Kids have a special honesty about them. And God wants us to be honest with him as well. It's wonderful that when it comes to our God, even though he is holy, he is other than us. He is perfect in every way. He wants us to not put on airs and to come to him honestly, especially when it comes to our sin. In 1 John chapter 1, it says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we go to him and confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. What does God want you to do when you sin? He doesn't want you to be like Adam and Eve. Remember when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, they ran away from God. They hid from God. But what God wants you and I to do when we sin is he wants us to be honest with him and come running back to him. See, kids know how to do that. When we become adults, all of that shame and all of that regret and needing to make up for it and be a bigger person, it keeps us from running back to God. It keeps us from being honest with him. But you can be honest with God. Why does he want you to run back to him? This is what the cross was all about, so that when you do run back to him, he can say to you, Jesus paid for your sin on the cross. You're forgiven. Now go with a fresh new start and live your life for me. That's what God wants to do. When you go to him and you're honest about your sin, he's not going to shame you. He's going to forgive you and set you free to continue your life of service to him. In Psalm 32, it says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the, the heat of summer. 
Then I acknowledged my sin to you. I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And then you forgave the guilt of my sin. He's saying, as long as I was hiding all of that sin from you, Lord, it was like it was eating me up on the inside. But when I finally did like a little kid and came running to you instead of running away from you, and I just laid it out before you in all of its ugliness, you forgave me all of my sin and took away the burden that I was carrying. That's what God wants to do for you and for me. In Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount, this is what we're going to be talking about uh, today in our Bible class downstairs at 9.15. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? It means that you have a spiritual poverty about you. You know that you're not perfect. You know that you need forgiveness. Jesus said, blessed are those that know that because they're going to run back to me. And when they do, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So number one, you must become like little children. Little children are honest. Number two, little children inherently know that they can't make it on their own. They know they need someone to take care of them. A little girl was riding along with her father in the car. They passed an ice cream shop, and the little girl called out, Daddy, let's go get ice cream. The father replied, Sorry, dear, Daddy doesn't have any money. Well, let's call Mom. She has a purse, and there's always money in her purse. The little girl knew that she couldn't buy ice cream on her own. She knew she didn't have the money. She doesn't have the job but she knew where to find it, right? In mommy's purse, that's where she was going to find what she needed to get her ice cream. Little children know they can't make it on their own. They know they need somebody to take care of them. I don't know if you uh, saw this a year or two ago when it came out, but it's a little boy leading his class in prayer. When you know that you need help, what do you do? You go to the Lord in prayer. And I love this little boy's prayer. Here. Hurry. Well. Isn't that awesome? Little kids love to run to their heavenly father. Little kids know that they need help. And so it's easy for kids to pray. It's just when we get too big for our britches, right? When we become these adults that 
it's a little bit harder for us to go before our Heavenly Father and admit we need help. And that's why it says in Hebrews 4, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. In the Bible, the Bible uses two words a lot. It uses the word humility and pride. Humility means exactly what we're talking about. You know you need help. And so you admit it and you go before the one who can help you. Pride is just the opposite. Pride says, I don't need anybody to help me out. I can do it well on my own. We live here in the West, in the United States, where we herald those things like rugged individualism. You can make it on your own. If it's going to be, it's got to be me. But in the kingdom of God, we recognize that we need help and we go before him when we need help. And the great thing is, when we do, we get the help that we need. So let us approach the throne of grace with confidence that we can find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. So become like little children. Be honest with him. Know that you need help and go before him to find the help that you need in life. Number three, little children never doubt their parents or Jesus's love and care. A group of botanists noticed through binoculars a flower of rarity and beauty lying deep within a ravine. A curious young boy was watching from a little ways off, and the scientists told him that they would pay him if he would agree to go down that rope and retrieve the flower below. The boy took one long look down and he said, I'll be back in just a minute. A short time later, he returned, followed by a gray-haired man. Approaching the botanist, the boy said, okay, I'll go over the cliff and get that flower for, for you if this man holds the rope for me. You see, he's my dad. The little boy knew who his father was, and he knew that his father loved him and cared for him and would never let that rope go. That's how kids are. They're trusting of their parents. Little children never doubt their parents or Jesus's love and care. And God wants us to be that same way with him. I looked this up this week and I knew that it was similar to this, but uh, I found a study that came out a few years ago. At what age do people receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior? That big piece of the pie? 85% received Jesus between the ages of 4 and 14. Why? Because when little kids hear from their parents or from their grandparents or from their Sunday school teacher or they hear in church that there's a God up there that loves you very much and loves to hear your prayers and forgives you, they're like, sign me up, right? And little kids want to receive Jesus. It's when we get a little bit older, once again, a little bit too big for our britches that we say, well, 
Do I want to do that? Do I need to do that? Little kids get it. Look at those little pie pieces. Only 4% of people receive the Lord Jesus after age 30. God says, become like little kids. Grow down. Don't grow up. Become more like them. In Ephesians chapter 3, it says, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses all knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Paul is saying, you adults, I am praying for you that just like little kids, you're going to experience that amazing love that you can't find anywhere else in the world, the love of Jesus Christ. I pray that you would experience it and having experienced it, that you would trust it, that you would trust that heart of God. This is one of my favorite passages from Romans chapter 8, verse 32. It says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? What is he saying here? He's saying this. If God loved you and me so much that he wanted us to spend the rest of eternity with him, and he wanted it so badly that he was even willing for his own son to go to a cross and to suffer and die like he did so that we could have that gift. If he loves you and I that much and wants to spend the rest of eternity with us that much, then why would we ever doubt that when we go to him, he's not going to give us what we need? Why would we ever think that that God who loved us that much would ever ignore us when we pray? He won't. He won't. Kids get that. We struggle as adults to get that. That's why Paul says, I am praying for you, that you will understand this love that is high and wide and long and deep. God wants us to experience that kind of love. So little children are honest. They know they can't make it on their own. They never doubt their parents or Jesus' love and care. And finally, number four, little children believe what their parents say. An atheist teacher was attempting to show her class of little kids that the Bible can't be trusted. For instance, the teacher said, it is physically impossible for a whale to swallow a human being because even though it's a very large mammal, its throat is very small. A little Christian girl in the class stated, well, Jonah was swallowed by a whale. Irritated, the teacher reiterated that a whale could possibly, not possibly swallow Jonah or any human. It's physically impossible. Well, the little girl said, well, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Jonah how it happened. The teacher asked, well, what if Jonah went to hell? 
The little girl replied, then you ask him. Little kids just believe, don't they? If you as mom and dad or as a Sunday school teacher says, you know, at one point there was this prophet that got swallowed by a whale and he was in the whale for three days and then spit up. You know what the kids do? Really? And they believe it. Or if you say to them, God made everything that there is in the universe in just six days, they believe it. If you say at one point, God had to start all over again and he had two of every animal come onto a big ship and only those that were on that ark lived. Kids just believe it. God wants us to become like little kids and just believe whatever God says because he's our parent and he would never lie to you and me. Kids are so simple. They just believe. We believe you, Jesus, whatever you say. Yes, I know that I failed, but Jesus forgives people, so Jesus forgives me. God wants you to believe that too. Why? Because he said it, and our heavenly Father never lies to us. As you go on through Matthew 18, he goes on to say this, and this is a dire warning. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. That's how much God loves when kids just say, I believe. Whenever they hear something from the Bible or hear something from their Sunday school teacher, he loves that. And he says, this is a warning. Don't anybody be that one that takes that away from little kids. It would be better for you if you had a millstone that at the time was over 100 pounds wrapped around your neck and be thrown into the depths of the sea. That would be better for you. That's how much God loves faith, childlike faith. And he wants you and I to have that same childlike faith as well. That's why he says in Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't think that you know better than what it says in the Bible. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Martin Luther once said that I permit the Holy Spirit that he's probably a little bit more intelligent than me. It's true. How prideful it is to read in the Bible and say, well, that can't be true because I know more than God. That's silliness. He's way bigger. He's way more powerful. He's way more intelligent than we are. Little kids get that. We need to become like little children as well. You must become like little children. What does it mean? Be honest with God. Remember that you can't make it on your own. You need God to take care of you. Never doubt your father's love and forgiveness and believe whatever your father says. There's a missionary from Mozambique 
Heidi Baker. And she was quoted one time as saying this, I don't want to grow up. I want to grow down. By the power of the Holy Spirit, may God grant each one of us that we might grow down and not up. Amen. You've been listening to a sermon from St. John's Lutheran Church in Buffalo, Minnesota. If you would like more information about St. John's and any of our ministries to our community and beyond, you can go to our website, www.stjohnsbuffalo.org. Thank you and God bless you.